This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. Hey, we're back. It's episode number 70 of Warehouse 11. You know what's funny is I actually found an entire podcast series called Warehouse 69. Oh, stop. What was it about? Apparently, it's based off of some sci-fi series that is called Warehouse uh, something else. I don't know. I'll have to look it up and report back on that. But (laughs) I thought it was very funny after the big... um, the big six nine. Yeah, the big to do we made last week on that one. So we do this every Thursday night on, on Electric Forest Radio. You can tune in there. You can find the podcast version at warehouse11.com whenever you desire. Let's get things started this week. This is a song called uh, Maria in parentheses, We've Lost Dancing. It's by Fred again and the blessed Madonna on Warehouse 11. these things that we took for granted. Day by day, we've lost 
Luskinos and Spear Norman. It's a song called "Killing Me Softly," but it's it's literally in in the, the title of the song is TikTok remix. Um, oh, that's funny! But yes, that's great. I absolutely loved that song as an original by the Fugees and Lauren Hill when that came out in probably I don't know the mid '90s, something like that. I remember I had first started working or being infatuated with radio and music mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it was very difficult to get my hands on a copy of that song that wasn't taped off the radio on my cassette <laughs> recorder because um, of course this was far before you could just illegally grab whatever it was music. all analog yeah you had to have a tape yeah you had to and sit, microphone sit to hours by the radio and wait for your favorite song <laughs> to come on and call and request the song every few minutes and hope that they actually played it. So exactly. Anyway, it's a banger as a remix as well. And this is Warehouse 11. So we have a couple of good and bad festival announcements for you this week. The first being that Lightning in a Bottle, which takes place usually over Memorial Day weekend in Central slash Southern California, they've moved around a bit, um, is officially canceling for. What year is it? Canceled. 2021. Um, <laughs> it's it's been three. It's tough. It's tough to keep track. So they're they're pushing to 2022. They canceled last year as well, of course. Um, and essentially, I think they're just. I don't know. Uh, it's. I think at one point they tried to reschedule that last year. It's, uh, it's tough to keep track. But they are doing a virtual edition oh, this okay. year again, Very and they nice. were they were the ones that had some pretty impressive immersive almost vr mm-hmm. experience to, to things however when i read that now i'm just kind of do i yeah. care, do i really i don't know uh, virtual i'm kind of burnt out no. by that i just don't know the answer is no we're so burnt out we just want real <sighs> bring back the real it doesn't really excite me at this point it's like i'll just play spotify in my living room and i'm content mm-hmm. with that style of music consumption at this point so i don't know farewell to another year of that um and summer camp which is in what is it chillicothe illinois which normally also takes place memorial day has pushed their dates to august 
now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they haven't called it quits completely, but they know that Memorial Day is not going to, or uh, yeah, May is Memorial Day, isn't going to work, so they're pushing to August. I think it's um, later part of August. I don't have the exact dates in front of me. But um, yeah, so no, no uh, celebration in May for them. I think I had womp something womp. else on. Oh, I saw. Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Well, the only other one that I can say is proceeding as planned right now is area. I'm sorry, meow. I have too many things <laughs> on my list. <laughs> Life is beautiful in Vegas is taking place in September, and tickets just went on sale this week. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I saw life is beautiful is yeah allegedly happening. Yeah, at this moment, no. So of course, there's a lot of naysayers on that one as to when that's actually gonna happen. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But if you want to, September's a, a decade away. Yeah, and I I mean, uh, here's the issue again, which we we started to see last year is people were just trying to cram all these dates mm-hmm. into the fall, and then you've got. Not only do you create competition amongst festivals, but there's not enough gear and crew to go around to build these stages and tents and infrastructure, that kind of thing. Especially, as we've talked about before, so many of the companies that were doing this don't even exist anymore. So... Bye bye, bankrupt. Yeah, so that's that's definitely an issue. But that's our um, postponement and cancellation update for this week. For episode seventy, <laughs> woohoo! Instead of announcements, we just talk about what's canceled. But that's uh, that is nothing new. Let's hop back to music. This is a song by Shapeless. It's called "What You Want" on Warehouse Eleven.
Oregon City and drama, but it's the John Summit remix of a song called You've Done Enough. Man, John Summit just came out of nowhere, and now he is everywhere. So congrats. Busy, busy, busy man. Congrats to him. Uh, This is Warehouse 11, and I'm Kent, and Clayton is alongside as well from his sunny porch. I'm I'm the other guy on the line. But yeah, I'm sitting outside today. I thought it'd be nice to change things up. It's beautiful. Here in Texas after the big freeze, so it's really not going to let that go to waste. It's really nice in Missouri as well. I was putting um, all my spring bulbs in the ground today, so hopefully, and it doesn't, I don't know, the forecast for now shows that, it, you know, it's not going to be cold anytime soon, but I'm sure in April it'll be 20 degrees and we'll all be mad, uh-huh. but for now we will enjoy what has been given to us. Uh, it's the final week, or we're approaching on the final week of the Electric Mile experience out in southern california mm-hmm. official last after is it two extensions yeah or, or maybe even a third yeah maybe more i don't know um so the official now closing date is march 14th or 15th something around that that weekend so it's your last chance to check that out essentially it's a, a like a christmas light drive-through experience of the all the different worlds of insomniac events 
Um, and I can't remember if we did we talk about last week that Pasquale basically said everything is on as planned. Yeah, yeah, we we mentioned that, and I saw it reconfirmed through yep. all the different outlets yep. parroting. So yeah, so I think it's a pretty good sign that they're kind of closing the book on Electric Mile and maybe putting their focus on live events, whatever those may be. However, now that, I mean, Florida has been a bit of a free-for-all for a while, and they announced uh, Invasion happening in April, and that sold out basically the day. Instantly. Yeah, there are some, I think, GA plus VIP tickets available, but as far as GA, it's it's gone. Um, but now that Texas and some other states are lifting state mandates, it, it will be interesting to see where Insomniac and other promoters put their efforts if they try to maybe move festivals mm-hmm. to those states or start new festivals i don't know yeah well, i mean the it's ripe for the picking right yeah. now i mean yeah they, we're we're as close as we've been in a long time to anything happening yeah. and i think people are i know promoters are itching to do anything so yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. And we were talking off mic about uh, Ubby Dubby and how that is apparently it's still happening. happening. They just put out an update uh, today or yesterday saying that they're partnering with some organization called Health Pass. That's gonna, I imagine that's like a test tracking slash vaccine tracking. Yep. Even I don't know. They didn't provide many details, but yep. still happening. They're aiming to be the first festival out the gate, so we'll see how that goes down. Yeah, um, and I mean, we're, what, 40, 45, 50 days out from that one, so that's mm-hmm. coming in real close, and Disco Donnie does that one, and I, I was reading about Disco Donnie not long ago. I mean, he was one of the OG promoters back in the early days of of the kind of grimy down and dirty rave scene in the nineties and two thousands. And he partnered with Pasquale to do a bunch Mm -hmm. of shows for a while. And then they kind of parted ways. And then, then Donnie was the first guy to sell to, uh, SFX entertainment Mm -hmm. back in, I don't know, maybe 2012, 2013, something like that, which eventually became lifestyle. And then just last year in 2020, he took it back. So it's an amazing story. Yeah. So he, so he's not part of any of that again, they're independent back to disco Donnie presents, which they're not even affiliated with, you know, live nation or AEG or anything like that, which it seems like everybody else is a part Mm -hmm. of that conglomerate in one way or another. So they're, they're independent. So, I guess in this case, it also gives them the opportunity that they don't have to follow the guidance of their parent company on this kind of stuff. Do whatever head daddy wants, whatever he wants to happen. Good for them. And uh, Disco Donnie's always kind of dominated the Texas and Southern scene. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that one and see if it plans out. But the, the lineup, I think, is pretty much the same as... All the other times they tried to put on that festival, so yeah, it looks identical. Uh, I know. I, I offhand I can think of what Illinium and Green Velvet, and those are some of your headliners. You had like the classics. I think Four B is going to make oh, an appearance. Four B. So we're her. excited. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The original headline. Camel Fat. Dalla, I think. I'm looking at Chris, it now. Yeah. Oh, that's that's old. That's not it. I was about to say Chris Lake, but yeah, that is not the year. Yeah, he got dropped from that year. one. Destructo. Ooh. I.O. Dom Dalla. I.O. Griffin. was on that lineup. Sad. Ugh, so sad. 
We lost him late 2020. Valentino Khan. Vanessa. So yeah, there's a good amount of house-friendly artists on that one. Um, Maybe we'll send a Warehouse 11 uh, associate out there to survey. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. The, the only other trouble with that festival and timeline is it always rains so much mm-hmm. at that time of year. And so I can't, I can't even remember what some of the other names of that festival were before it became Ubby Dubby. But they had so much trouble with it. Um canceling because of bad weather tornadoes rain all that kind of stuff so so we'll see if it's not one thing it's another but we wish them the best uh let's hop back to it this is a a new remix by noizube of diplo and sunny federa's song called turn back time on warehouse 11 
Square House 11, that's Armin Van Buren, believe it or not. And Duncan, oh, wow. Duncan Lawrence, but it's the Sammy Porter remix of a song called Feel Something. But um, I don't think I quite ever expected to be playing an Armin song on no, this never. radio show. Uh, which, by the way, you can catch Thursday nights, uh, 10 o'clock east or west on Electric Forest Radio. Or there's a podcast version that you can... Play on demand from your smart speaker in your kitchen whenever you'd like. You can find links to that at warehouse11.com. Or your bedroom, or your bathroom, or... Or in your car, or on a train, or on a plane. If you download it ahead of time, yes. Or I guess if, if you, you have the in, if you think ahead. in-flight Wi-Fi, I guess, is a thing. So that's, I don't think rich people listen to our podcast. Yeah, they definitely I'll just don't. say it. Poor People Radio, and we are here for all of you. <laughs> um, we were talking about some new developments in the Meow Wolf space, and the first being that after 40 years, they are reopening the Santa Fe location. Thank God. I think it's at 25% capacity, but it's yep. open. Yep. That'll do. So uh, I don't know the exact date on that, but soon-ish, as they would say. Um, but yeah, they just basically said, and just like that, it's reopened. So I don't know just like that. if there were uh, city or state regulations that suddenly changed that allowed that to happen or what. But uh, that is the OG space and the one that sort of made it all into what it is today. Um, old bowling alley that was invested that in for, George R.R. R. Yeah. Martin of Game of Thrones fame was like hell I'll buy that yeah. for you weird art collective and basic, go for basically it. because they just asked nicely excuse me sir can we could, have could you please buy millions this? and millions of dollars oh man so now they just opened the Las Vegas location uh, a couple weeks ago and Clayton is going out to check that out very soon next week I'll be there on Saturday so cannot, cannot wait I'll have a full review for you in the weeks following, and that's at Area Fifteen. That's that. at Area Fifteen in Vegas, and they just announced, um, well, a number of things they've been announcing over the last several weeks, months, years, but they are breaking ground or have broken ground on a new f- outdoor festival space. That in the artist rendering, we were talking about basically just you know looks like Meow Wolf slash Insomniac mm-hmm. kind of puked all over. Just the did land. their thing. <laughs> And it's supposed to hold up to twenty thousand folks. Could be used as a you know a entertainment option for a convention or you know a traditional festival or so many different uses. So it'll be very interesting to see how that space is used mm-hmm. and developed over the next few. Uh, yeah, it says this summer it's supposed to open. So this summer it's an aggressive opening. And looking at the rendering. It's like looking at an old friend that mm-hmm. you haven't seen in a long time. It's yeah. just like, ah, look at this crowd of people standing in this stage and all these lit up mushrooms and trees and stuff around it. It's so warming. And the, so nice. The art installations out there. So, I mean, you see there, like, right to the north of the building, there's a patio space. That's mm-hmm. open and in existence right now. Like, you can, that's part of Area 15, but everything north of that is going to be developed walkways and yeah the, the actual space needs to be cleared out but yeah and uh winston who is the developer of the property he owns everything all the way down to palace station Gosh. which is sizable so it'll it, again it'll who knows what will be 
grown and developed in that space for years to come. Um, but they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing, at least that we know of. So right. I'll be very interested right. to hear your uh, feedback of all of it. Because I, I went to Area 15 in... October, I guess it was, and not a lot of stuff mm-hmm. was open yet, and now it seems like almost everything is open, so you'll be getting... Yeah. I need to I need to remember to go in early. I have a 10 a.m. ticket from Yaw Wolf, so like the, the earliest you can get in on a Saturday is at that time, yeah. so I might need to either show up early and walk around Area 15 yeah, or that, stay later. That might be I'm, when Area 15 opens itself. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think like, it is. Uh, they, just, so, they just expanded their hours. Well... You could go to Area 15 a different time that you're there in the evening because they're open to like true. 2 a.m. on Friday. That's true. And That's Saturday true. night. So, yeah, there's other opportunities. I, no, I, I've been trying not to, I've been trying to stay off of social media a little bit because yeah. now that it's open, they're like it. posting everything. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to see the yeah, secrets. Those, I want to I discover it myself. Those retro ads uh, that they're running are fantastic. <laughs> and I, I, I even, so I just good. love the jingle. And everything mm-hmm. else they use, it's, I mean, it just reminds me of like a 90s grocery store. So, uh, that cannot wait, yeah, guys. That coupled with just the insane trippiness of Meow Wolf in general should be mm-hmm. a real treat, as is this next song from a up and coming artist that we discovered some point last year. His name is Pickle. And he's, we love Pickle. he's uh, pretty excellent. This song is called Live, Laugh, Love, and in parentheses, plus Karen on Warehouse 11. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Excuse me, I need to speak to the manager. Okay. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. 
Excuse me. I need to speak to the manager. San Pacho, the song is called Hi on Warehouse 11. Um, Hi. 
Yeah, I, when I see Pacho, there's a there's a character in Narcos called Pacho, so now that's all I can think about. And I'm uh, successfully finished the first season of that, many years behind everybody else, and now I'm on the Mexico version. It's very They're fascinating. All getting all caught getting up, all aren't caught you? Up, yes. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's it is fascinating to watch that, knowing that so much of it is based on actual fact as opposed mm-hmm. to some series that, you know, are just really made up. So, um, but also how that plays into the current drug war that we're in and the, that we've lost. Yeah. That essentially. We've, we've lost, but we'll continue to pretend that we're fighting it <laughs> just to fulfill all these other political motives. That's a, Congrats, drugs. a little rant you won. today. Uh, I've, I meant to mention last week that Zook which is a festival and nightlife slash nightclub brand that's mostly focused in Southeast Asia, Singapore, mm-hmm. Malaysia, etc., is opening a Las Vegas location in theory sometime this year at a, at a new place called Resorts World, which makes sense because Resorts World is funded by a Malaysian mm-hmm. development company. Um... And rumor has it, extra emphasis on rumor, yeah, that Tiesto and Zed are jumping ship over to to Zook. How long was has Tiesto been? Uh, I I feel like he's been with Hakusan forever, since day one. I feel like, yeah. So I don't know. That'll be interesting, but it also feels really weird. To, to make speculation like that when none of these nightclubs in Vegas mm-hmm. are are bringing in any named talent right now. Everybody just has local right. resident DJs. So I don't know. It could just be a big fluke uh, or maybe just like literally somebody speculating. Who knows? Um, but, but exciting news nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it should be a gorgeous new venue and there's a there's a day club that's connected to that as well that's supposed to be fantastic so um add that to the list however i'm a little cautious in talking about new vegas venues after the disaster of chaos and uh, why why would you how that was that supposed name? to be this like it well was for a hot second this amazing day and night space and then it couldn't make it so uh um, that was heartbreaking because yeah. it was it was a beautiful space yeah. they had that nailed it was a great great venue yeah. but man it just fell flat on its face as hard as it could yeah i mean they just they booked anyone and everyone that was super hot at the time and they spent so much mm. money on people like marshmallow and cascade and and uh cardi b and stuff like that and it was just i mean it sounded too too good to be true when it was announced and it was, it was. I hope they learn their lesson. Uh, I hope you guys learn yeah. over there at the Palms. I do feel bad still for the so many people who left their jobs at, mm-hmm. you know, like Wynn and Hakkasan to go work over there, and then we're just kind of left out to dry for that the rest of that season. So anyway, that should be coming to Vegas later this year. So assuming that, you know, we don't get a second pandemic this year, things are looking up for Vegas. Lastly, this week, we want to talk about a topic that is taking the world by storm, or at least the artist world, and that is NFTs. And The hot new thing. You can, it's, like, it's like having your favorite PNG in your wallet. It's amazing. 
Well, and that's uh, that's my whole understanding of it. I don't know that I really comprehend it much either, but yeah, it, it gives you the ability to basically own a digital certificate saying that you own digital anything, yeah. whether that's An asset. yeah, like a video, yeah. image, a sound, and, whatever and, and, it is. The, I think what first drew my attention to it were was Blau, who's a DJ who lives in Vegas, but is well known in the dance music circuit, announced that he had sold his upcoming album exclusively via NFTs and made $11 million. What? And I don't know if, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's like the potential of $11 million when it's cashed out, Mm -hmm. when it's because it's in dogecoin or i i mean i don't i don't know or i don't know if it's like here's my bank account it has 11 million dollars in it now yeah, in cash that i can take out at the atm over 50,000 transactions because you know 200 dollars a day is my limit but still like i don't i don't know if that's <laughs> it but then i you know i've i've seen some other people uh, i guess steve aoki is putting out there all kinds of people are uh, you were mentioning grimes has one now. Grimes did something. Yeah, it's but just it's it's going off right now. It's just another thing on the blockchain that essentially is able to verify that you are the owner of this property, and you know maybe that's going to change how intellectual property is valued and kept track of. Um, but I get. I guess I still don't even really understand where the market is for this as like i guess it's not with me i think i think it's literally the same as buying art yeah like right like a painting can be worth thirty thousand dollars but like the normal everyday person is gonna be like that's just water watercolor on some yeah plaster and then it's framed like that's not that's not worth thirty thousand dollars but to someone it is yeah or like could i get a just like a i'll take a picture of that and i'll just print it out and i'll Uh I'll look at it on my phone and i'll get just as much enjoyment from it but yeah it's essentially the same concept so you can say that you owned Mm -hmm. keyboard cat i own i own doge for a moment and dogecoin yeah i guess what i also don't understand is well, how many people are saying that? Because if it's priced mm-hmm. at a point where 10,000 people own that, well, then that's not valuable to me anymore. Right, you know? right. And I think initially, like, I was, there was a guy that's claiming that he was the original artist behind the Cool Story Bro mm. glasses. Yep. Who's to say, yeah, though? I like, know. that's a... That's an image that's like 15, 20 years old. And some dude's yep. just like, yes, I own that and I will now be selling this asset. Like, yep. you can do that with any meme. <laughs> Anyone yeah. can come forward and just say that. And like, who are the, who decides that? Like, is there, a, is there an IP court that's NFT court that's saying like, I don't know. We grant, you, you've shown enough proof that, <laughs> you know, you were the original you person. You sell this. Yeah, I don't know. It's a wild, wild world. And there's no regulation on it whatsoever right now. Um, so I, it could be one of those things that just falls off, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't exist anymore after this initial round. Or it could just be the new norm of how we buy digital We'll assets. see. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of something that I'm sure there are lots of things that will maybe interest me in the future but for right now well mark this down episode 70 of warehouse yeah, 11 we we talked about history well and there was potentially yeah and there was a i mean a, a newsletter i saw come across this morning that was talking about like the first nft podcast 
thing Ugh. or whatever. And and I mean, in some ways, you could say it's probably no different than maybe a paywall in that mm-hmm. sense of saying, like, I'm paying X amount of money to have right, access right. to this. But in this sense, you're saying that I own a copy I own of this. that. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. It, w- it was funny because... I don't even remember what NFT stands for in this case, uh, but in at the Lake of the Ozarks, NFT stands for no fucking tourists, and <laughs> it is the party that happens every year the weekend after Labor the big Day party. when you both thank God for the tourists, but you also are happy that they're finally gone for the season. Mm-hmm. So. But in this case, that is not what NFT stands for. So, um, So sit on that and think about it until... Next time, folks. Indeed, until we offer Warehouse 11 for your <laughs> purchase ability. <laughs> you can now own each episode in our box set, uh, virtual box set. It's going to be millions and millions and millions of Dogecoins. God. That's it for this week's episode. I'm Kent. I'm Clayton. This is our last track from Apache and the Matroda remix of a song called Good News. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Now I'll rise above you